Broadcasting service. Let me hit record real quick. Yeah, the, the fingerprints on your screen look like an entire landscape. <laughs> Shh, be quiet. <laughs> well, you're not gonna want to use this audio. Shh. It'll. Hey! Welcome back to. PBS plebs. The mics probably work right now. I'm actually I'm peeking it. I'm going red over there. Can you see it? Because I'm actually close oh, enough. This this is how everyone this is how close everyone should be to the mic, like this. I'm almost eating it. Oh yeah, mine lights up too. That's pretty cool. He just brought me the whole bottle. Bless you. <laughs> Yeah, look at me. Like, I'm here with a drink, and you're not. I don't even drink. So when you um, hit the button to go live, does it notify anybody on YouTube or anything? It, I think it's only going to Twitter right now. It's only going to Twitter. Oh, so people could just drop by on Twitter. Is it there? Is it? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, you want to you want a joke? I want a joke. You don't get a joke. No. Not for you. You're the joke guy. Jana wants a joke. You've been workshopping jokes with us since a lot since the last PBS. Yeah, you're the only one that gets put on the spot to tell jokes. Yeah, Austin, tell us a joke. So you need, you need some I told one joke. That's enough. I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. So what's the new format? All right, get over here. Yeah. What are we doing? All right, well, I assumed you would be up here. We're doing PBS. Sweet. We're doing PBS for real. And we're doing PBS for real once again because I think there's just a lot that's going on in Austin, right? All of us are doing. That we, yeah, and like we want to talk about it. And also I hear people on Twitter saying that Nashville it's better than Austin. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, uh, let's, let's get it right. <laughs> did you see that? I did. I saw some mention of that. Yeah. yeah. They've got paid shills. I think so. They've got paid shills. Well, I think Actually, Austin's great. Is always there at the front lines defending Austin against the, yeah. the Nashville villains. Yeah, what yeah. is there to even do in Nashville? I mean... Chicken, would you? Their downtown is like two streets, and that's it. Would you uh, listen to music? <laughs> I mean, Nashville's great. I love Nashville. But, but didn't uh, didn't Bitcoin Park have like that big Bitcoin inflatable for a little bit? I mean, maybe that was a reason to go. Oh, for the inflatable toy. For the inflatable, you know, okay. you don't see that every day, but you can't see it. Oh, okay. Oh, it was that same yeah. thing. They have that in front yeah. of their house. The giant big boy. <laughs> Wait, what'd you call it? Uh, big. Okay. We've been talking a lot about Nashville. Well, let's get into what's going on in Austin. So that's you're here because I want you to talk about yourself. Is that okay? Uh, sure. Yeah, we can make the rounds, I guess, with anybody that wants to share what they're yeah. doing in the lab right now. So I'll start with me. Um, so right now I am building just like a little 
website. It's just a little basic demo of how to use Bidescrow okay. on the website. So that's what I've been working on. The It's the demo of escrow, Bidescrow. Yeah, so you can do a lot with the API, but I sort of designed it in a way where you kind of have this nice little website that's yeah. very easy to build as a web developer. And yeah. it's very easy to plug in our API as a web developer. Yeah. So I have to eat my own dog food and now build a website to yeah. show like how easy it is. So how often are you? Is it easy? Yeah, is so it easy? So far, it's been pretty easy, yeah. It's so easy at Caveman can do it, yeah. Do you not like building websites? You want websites? to get into a contract Jim's with just asking if he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think building websites is not fun, or it's not what you prefer to do? Uh, man, it's, it's become, like, soul-sucking, actually. Mm. No, it's not fun at all. Mm. Um, no. Little Ginger, here she comes. Hi, come here. Hey, anyone... 20 minutes into the stream and we've already sold out. Nashville doesn't have so puppies. Has, so has anyone roasted you and called it bitch escrow yet? Bitch escrow? Yeah. No, you'd be the first. Bitch or white escrow. <laughs> I'm still waiting for oh, wow. bitescrow.gay be, to be a thing. Do you think Nike wanted to change the name because it has a name in it? Beach escrow? Beach escrow? Yeah. Beach escrow mm. would be cool. But isn't that... B I E C H. There's an E in there. Where is that Beesh? Beesh? Yeah. Probably, he said he was going to come by. Did he Did he, he come by? by? Oh, okay. I missed yeah. it. Well, that's another thing we should talk about is that Pleb Lab moved. Yeah. Woo! Um, uh, if you want to, you can. Well, if, unless there's more. Actually, I have one more question about what you just shared the demo website. Yeah. So when I show up on the demo website, once you've built it, like what is that, what is that experience going to be like? Uh, so the experience that I'm going for is that as soon as you log in, uh, you have a, a cute little signing device generated for you. Yeah. At the very top of the page. Yeah. It's very important to yeah. sign things. You need a signing device, so we have one built into the page. And then, uh, so that'll just kind of happen automatically. And the first thing you'll see is uh, a form. <laughs> Every good website starts with a form. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be a form to just fill out a proposal. Yeah. So you kind of get access okay. to all the bells and whistles. Okay. So you fill it out. Uh, you click submit. You get a contract. Uh, that'll move to the next view where you'll get a QR code to deposit money. Ooh. And then uh, once the contract's funded, you'll get a little box to start, like, putting in arguments, like I want to close this or I want to dispute this. Okay. So I'll just kind of like walk you through like yeah. the whole process. Nice, nice. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be fun. You'll be able to make any kind of contract you want. Coin joins, fundraisers, you name it. You can do it all. Degenerate gambling. You want to bet on the Bears game? You and Brandon can... Uh... I want to bet on a What was... What was or, that are thing? You, are you a Giants fan or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to bet, if you want to place a I bet. I want to bet on how bad they're gonna lose. Yeah. What was that thing that Super made? That was about uh, joining a. What do you call it? Covenant? No, not a covenant. But uh, uh, he he made something where you can join a multi-sig. Uh huh. And what do you call you it go, though? Oh, he called it Bitpack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bitpack. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Super. Shout out to Super Where? Testnet. Shout out wherever in the world yes. Super Test Net is. 
Um, okay, I have another question for you. Okay. So, new Pub Lab space. Uh, we just moved here. What do you like about this new space? What do you not like about this new space? Uh, yeah, hopefully they're not watching. Uh, security team's a, a little bored with their job. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I would say like the. Let's start with the worst. The worst is the the parking because we're in the heart of downtown, so right. parking is a bitch. Yep. Where have you been parking? You, you said you found a, secret, a place. I have a secret spot. Okay. Yeah. Keep it secret. Yeah. Yeah. So. Excuse uh, me. But there are some spots that I've shared with people at the lab. So one of the perks of being a member of Pub Lab is you get to know where all the secret parking is. Oh. Or at least, yeah. The. Um, if you ask the right questions. If you ask the right questions. Yeah. yeah. So parking's bad. Security doesn't like us. Uh. So on to the good. On to the good. On to the good. Oh man, where do I start with the good? Um, we basically got this place for a steal. Yeah. Um, whole community space that nobody else uses, so it's kind of our space, including yeah. the kitchen. Uh, that we have like a really cool kitchen and break room with like tons of tables and stuff, none of which we had to pay for. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, that's great. And aren't they? Are they washing our dishes for us? Is that <laughs> what I was reading? Nobody else uses the break room, but I guess they like to imagine like if if there's a bunch of tenants here. Yeah, like four yeah, but there's yeah. nobody else in the building. So, like, they all, bored, yeah. yeah, they're literally just bored with nothing to do, and now they get to complain, so they're doing it. So, well, the Evo, the Evo people are here, but they're, like, actually working. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that, is Evo the, like, across the little... Yeah, but I think, I think their offices are big enough that they just do everything inside their office. They also put the yeah. covers, too. They, I know yeah. yeah. Covering... Oh, uh, cover. Okay, so maybe that's something we need is some like opacity on the windows. I know. Uh, well, because well, they've been getting shit from the building for a while now, so they just decided to cover everything up. I know there's one member among us who wants to bring in some velvet curtains, so maybe we can just keep that going. Yeah, so the community space. Um, we have like our own Italian restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't nice. tried it yet. Me and Car, like Car, we were having uh, lunch the other day. We hey, just sit you, down, and it's can it, you, it feels can like you put your that, finger on that the... scene in the Matrix where you're just eating the steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you so try it? Did you? What did you eat there? Uh, I just try a different thing every time. Chicken parm. I did the chicken parm sandwich last time. Chicken parm sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Car got some alf fettuccine alfredo. Yeah. Ooh, I do love that. Okay. Yeah, so we got our own Italian restaurant that's connected to the building. We have our own convenience store, which yep. is also really nice. I haven't been in there yet either. It's what's, great. what's nice about it? Uh, what's nice about it is that they have pretty much everything. Okay. Um, vapes. So they're really well stocked. They even have vapes. Delta 9? Uh, I don't know if they have that. Well, that stuff's thing. trash anyway. So yeah, they, 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 they do. Okay. They do. <laughs> so all your addictions, they've got <laughs> sweet. Um, Conveniently, cold and lukewarm water. I like me some lukewarm water, which can be hard to find sometimes. Uh, coffee, in case we run out of coffee here, they got backup coffee. Great, Fruits, great. Snacks, ice cream. Oh. They have what? It's harder. Still used. Oh yeah, the so the lack of uh, drug addicts. That is a right plus. That is a plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, outside, 
<laughs> sometimes they try to get inside. Well, ask yeah. Nick about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, even the even the few homeless people that do walk by, they're yeah. actually a lot nicer. Yeah. Well, and somebody asked me about it too, and I was like, the the difference is kind of like the same people are still like passing by, but they're not like collecting right outside. That's the difference, I think. Yeah, they're not. They're like transient. Our door. Yeah. To break in. Yeah. yeah. Thank God, though, like no, no, like real incidents ever happened. I mean, I watched a man piss like right in front of the gate one time, but wow. you know, I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not me. No. <laughs> I I once saw something similar to that, but worse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was in broad daylight. Yeah. On a busy street corner. And uh, yeah. I, yeah, that just rubbed me the wrong way. So. Well, I wrote a poem about it. Maybe you can read my poem and we'll both heal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm still kind of triggered by that. I had my girlfriend at the time with me. Slam poem. Yeah, let's do some. Let's do some poetry. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I could. I could read poems on PBS. I don't have it right now. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm into that. It okay. snaps. Yeah. Yeah. This would be the percussion instrument. You're the musician. No, I'm not a musician anymore. Oh. All right. Yeah. So we can do poetry. We can do haikus. Oh, what happened to the guitar? Uh, but you still can. We'll have a guitar at Plub Labs soon. Okay. Oh yeah. What else are we talking the, about? The music equipment, huh? Oh, we were gonna talk about. We were gonna talk about. Um, we went to a meetup. There was a couple meetups this week that we went to. So a few of us went to the Round Rock meetup last night. Yeah. That's another thing that happens in Texas that you can only get in Texas. There's stuff in Austin, but not even like. The, uh, I was going to say tendrils. The tendrils are spreading. Uh, What's another metaphor? I like, I like that word, though. No, it's, a, it's a good word. We're, we're reaching we're our grasp mycelium. into, yeah, mycelium connection from Austin to Round Rock. So, yeah, Round Rock last night. What do you think? Uh, Round Rock was great. Uh, Shout Jason, out, Jason. Jason puts on a great meetup. Uh, Round Rock is just a beautiful area. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see a lot of it because it was already dark. Yeah, it was dark, but um, my night vision is pretty good. Okay. In LA. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like uh, one of the mutant powers that you get. Yeah. In Round Rock. Yeah, it's, it's like family. You can you can raise a family in Round Rock. Yeah, it's more spread out too. So one thing I noticed, and it's kind of similar in Dallas, is that they'll have like really large courtyards yeah and then just put like beautiful stuff everywhere and it will just take up all the space because oh, yeah. they have so much space yeah so you go there and you just have like yeah. yeah and it's just it's beautiful you have all these big beautiful buildings with plenty of space in between nothing feels too crowded i i'm more of a city boy so i kind of like things a little more compact yeah but it's nice to like go up to round rock and then everything's spread out just I don't know there's like a calming to it mm -hmm. you just kind of feel um, at peace mm -hmm. it's just you know being out there not in the wilderness but just kind of like 
Uh, it's, a, it's a small town feel. It, yeah. But it, modern, like a modern. They're not that far from Austin, so they, right. they don't have... They had a lot of bars, and they had a lot of people in the bars on a Thursday night. So, I mean, that's kind of unique. Yeah. Like a suburb wouldn't necessarily have... I mean, I guess they would, but I don't know. It still felt like alive. It did. Like Austin. Yeah. Um, so okay. was great. I might... I might call up an Austin to talk more about what he talked about since he was the presenter. He was the at the meetup. You gonna tag me out? Sure. I'm buying Bitcoin right now. He's bu- smash buying Bitcoin right now because it's at uh, thirty-seven thirty-two. Current price 37? is thirty-seven thousand three hundred and eighty-two dollars. Still remember the Clark's dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of. We should have the block clock in the back. Oh yeah, we should pull the clock, block, block, clock. What's up, Lisa? Yeah, we got a new GPS member. Hello, welcome. We have we have another girl here. Where are my ladies at? What's your wrestling name? What's my wrestling name? Country Fudge. Yes. So yeah. We're talking about. What has to do with my uh, my identity that I identify as? We're talking about Round Rock. Yeah. So tell us how that went for you and what you did and what you talked about. Uh, went well. It's a good meetup. Um, it was a good chance for me to do a presentation that wasn't like just a strictly technical presentation only for programmers. Like mm-hmm. I knew it would be a mixed audience. And I wanted to make it interesting, but I also wanted to challenge them and make them look at code and make them think about how lightning works. So we got to do all of that. Uh, and it went well. And it was a live demo that worked. Yeah, it was smooth. And I was like, wow. It was well prepared. That was a comment I heard from the crowd. I got the screen to work, yeah. And Jason told, Jason was very worried about it. I just plugged it in and it worked. So. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, do you have an M1? Hmm. That's probably why. So you talked about pleb devs. You talked about yourself and your Bitcoin journey to being a pleb dev. Are, here's a question. When do you stop being a pleb dev? Uh, I don't know. I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> okay. Are you close? Maybe. I don't know. Do you think it's like contributing to core means you're not a pleb dev anymore? No, I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's a okay. feeling inside, a mindset. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, ben Carmen says he's a pleb dev. So if he's a pleb oh. dev, I don't know, a long ways off. Mm-hmm. But no, Shout out Ben. Shout out Ben the Carmen, if you're watching. I think it's just that hacky mindset, you know? The mindset of like, I'm not going to do this thing the fundamentally correct yeah. sound way. I'm no. just going to make it work. Right. Totally. Sprint to the finish. That's the way. Yeah. See, once you go from pleb dev to being a real dev, that's when it stops being fun. Because <laughs> then you're like, oh, this has to scale, and I have to like actually deal with these errors and these bugs. Like, that's not fun. That's the, that's not what you pitch tests. people on. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's get somebody else up to talk, unless there's more you want to say. Oh, man. I guess I wasn't that interesting. What was the favorite part of the presentation for you and uh, I mean, it's cool uh, showing Polar. I showed off Polar as a way to explain lightning. And, and Polar is like an old 
tool for developers and one that we still use and have used for years, but a lot of people, they don't know it and they haven't seen it. And it just so happens to be one of the best visualizations yeah, for I agree. showing how lightning works. Because we just, you know, we walked through the steps like, okay, we have a network here. Can I send money? No. Oh, we need to fund it, but we fund it on chain, right? There's an on-chain wallet in here, and then we have to open a channel, and we can send. Okay, but wait, now we can't receive. Now we have to have a balance chain, and Lawler just it visualizes all those things. Um, so it's I I think it's actually a really powerful normy tool, and and what other lightning visualizations are there that's like interactive or anything like that? I mean. There's not much. There's like lightning network graphs, and there's the mempool, uh, like lightning tab, which is awesome. But it's not something that like visually, uh, you know, helps you intuit how lightning works at all. Yeah. Also, the other random opinion I have: I think that lightning is actually easier for like non-technical people, non-developers, to understand practically versus the UTXO model, because lightning is just like a node of network of nodes model versus like this UTXO model, like we have no like mental model in our heads that for, for like you were explaining UTXO it like there. a, you were explaining it like a bar tab last night. Yeah, bar the, uh, lightning channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a bar. So there's a bunch of like examples that you can throw out that people will be familiar with about lightning and the nodes and even onion routing and channels and balance and all of that. But then you start talking about the UTXO model. It's like, okay, I've got this output, and I've got this input, and I can <laughs> take this input and I can break it up into multiple outputs. And, and just like the implications of that, thinking about privacy and, and, and uh, efficient like on-chain use of Bitcoin, it's just unintuitive for most people. I feel like you have to just stare at visualizations of, of UTXOs for a long it's time. It's like a nugget it. of gold. What yeah, is? I would say it's like a nugget of gold. Yeah, I've heard More that so before. More so like you, because it could be any gold nugget can be any size just yeah. like a, an output could be any you're size. saying a utxo is like a nugget of gold yeah oh. you could say it, i mean technically it's like a coin yeah in the, in the, in the software it's called a coin mm -hmm. yeah but that's still difficult for people to grok because when you think of coins you think of coins with fixed denominations like this is five cents ten cents 25 cents but with utxos it could be any value yeah so, so it's, it's like, like we have the raw metal we're melting it together or we're splitting it apart Okay, I've got a question. Do you think it would be possible, like a lucrative path to like doing the equivalent of like panning for gold in a stream, like pan like collecting UTXOs, and uh, yeah. I don't know. Just metaphorically, right now, it's the only way I can piece it together. Other people's change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, searching for people's dust. Searching for people's dust. Yeah. It's all just. Like where do where I mean, if you can get someone's private key, why would but, you get private key to dust? Like you would want to get mm, big, big mm. But that is a lot of like data to store, isn't that kind of a problem? What is? Storing UTXO I mean the UTXO set is a lot of data. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to think about that some more. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do another segment? I was gonna ask Dusty about Core Lightning Week. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna ask Dusty about Core Lightning Week. Yeah. Do you want to oh no, you you do. Switching right, out. Guests. Keep it fresh. We're keeping it fresh. I love these mics. Ooh, hello, internet. Feels so official, you know? Yeah, Dusty. 
Dude, I'm stoked you're in town, man. Fuck yeah, me too. Every time you come to Austin, it's just so much fun. Let's go. Yeah, so I basically... <laughs> Yeah, what is this? Oh, they Where's gave me they gave me a free shirt. Come on, so, shirt. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, so basically this week, uh, Lisa is doing a core lightning hack week. Is that what you guys are calling it? Yes. Yeah. So tell <laughs> first, us. First, first uh, annual. Dude, tell us about it. You guys have been locked away in the conference room doing like genius, brilliant stuff. I want to learn. What, what are you guys doing? Oh uh, well, you know it's funny. He was talking about how if you if you're a pleb deb, you don't have to do all of the work of being like a. You know, I don't know what professional dev, I guess. <laughs> so a lot of the stuff you're saying that it's lame to do, we're doing a lot of that, <laughs> primarily. Lame stuff <laughs> I, I well, think you guys are working on something pretty cool. I think a bunch of cool things, but you got you got to put in the work to make sure all the others, all the like the details work out right, and especially when you're coding Lightning, where it's like it's 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 a really hard style of coding because like one, if you screw up, people you know lose money, so you got to do everything very carefully. Um, and then also you have to assume your peers are adversarial, trying to steal your money too. Oh yeah. So like the amount of like effort that goes into like making the code very non pleb devy is is a lot. Oh, I write slop code, but then I fix it before I release it. Yeah, but we uh, we got a bunch of people from Core Lighting here. What is it like eight people? I think I've lost track. Um, and uh, it's been great because like we're all spread over like the world, and uh, we don't really. A lot of times, like collaborating will be uh, slow, um, particularly with the uh, remote signing VLS stuff. Yeah. Um, which, if you don't know what that is, that's this way of um, <clears throat> taking the keys from your node and then taking them off your node. So, like, it makes your like lighting node less hot. But anyway, they're implementing splicing for that. They have to do a bunch of work. Splice, splice, baby. <laughs> so having him here has been great because we've been going back and forth on things, and just being in the same room together is just makes it go a lot quicker. I heard you're working on some liquidity. Yes. Is that going on? Yes, we're doing splicing liquidity ads. Together. Yes, which uh, which probably I'm getting a lot of Explain confused faces. What is that? Okay, if you're five, uh, you're getting allowance from your parents. And <laughs> uh, liquidity, lightning liquidity ads is basically this way of if you if you want to be able to receive on lightning, you have to have um, a certain kind of, of channel. And and the way you get a channel that can do that is kind of kind of difficult. You have to like you know know somebody or, or go through some service. And uh, Lightning Liquidity Ads is a way to just ask the network, "Will somebody please open a channel to me, and I'll pay you some Sats for it?" Simple concept, um, but it's like it's just an open marketplace. Exactly. Liquidity. Yeah, and Lisa's work has that working, so you can request someone open a channel to you. But one thing you're gonna run into is you have a channel, you can only receive so much through it till the channel's like depleted, essentially. And so with uh, splicing liquidity, you'll be able to request that person to up that channel so you can receive more. So are you saying there's gonna be two types of like advertisements on this open network? One is to open a new liquidity channel or one is to splice in to extend it, make a channel bigger, right? Well, this is the one of the things we've been talking about this week. <laughs> Uh, and there's like different ways to do it. And uh, like the simplest one is just have one network, but it doesn't really, uh, one ad network for opening channels or splices, but it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, because um, those are two different people, well, right? If you're yeah. Two different channels. If you're splicing, whether you're splicing in or opening a channel, either way you're making an on-chain transaction, like yeah. the user even needs to know that like, oh, I'm, I'm responding to a splice versus I'm responding to a channel. 
the user being the uh, like the, the the pleb with an app or, or the other side of it yeah I think I think what this all this stuff we're talking about enables is people to build self-custody apps that just do it all automatically with users not to do anything at all um, and we have those today but they're usually tied to like one LSP so you have like um, Phoenix does this where you can you just get a Phoenix you get the Phoenix app downloaded and like magically you can receive big, uh, lightning without having to do anything but it's through one LSP, right? And so the stuff we're working on was gonna open it up. So anyone can be like a mini, uh, you know, Phoenix LSP company, um, and you can shop around to whatever one you want, and the app will do it automatically. So this is a long-winded way of saying, yeah, it just makes everything, it, it's, it's bringing us closer to having Lightning be as easy as possible uh, for self-custody. Like there's a gap between, if someone else custodied it, obviously it's very easy. If you custody it, it's very hard, and we're looking at what are the what are the gaps between those? Like, how do we move this line as close as we can to self custody? And I think with like light uh, with splicing liquidity, we're gonna get like really close to that. So is this? Do you think this feature is gonna be used in the block stream green light stuff? Uh, I, if I have anything to say about it, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're. Are you gonna build it? Uh, maybe once I finish all the splicing stuff. Um, to get the girlfriend, right? Yeah, splicing will get you a girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So every time a fee spike, Dude, come take it. I'm out of questions. Take, take the hotspot. We need like a mobile mic. We need a I got a question. All right. Uh, so every time a fee spike on the blockchain, um, we get into this conversation about, uh, let's say, justice transactions. Yeah. And how easy is it really? to basically settle a dispute on Lightning. I know theoretically you can do it, the math is there, but there's a lot of um, debate on like how practical it is and does it actually work in a high fee environment. I hear some people are saying Lightning is dead lately. Yeah, people- <laughs> Popular mantra. Over it. So I would like to get an expert take on like what, it, what is the real situation here with uh, just like if, if, if the fees spike and uh, there's a dispute between us. Um, are you confident that our channel will, like, the, the, this is a dispute transaction, or let's say it's a justice transaction. Right. Like, can you walk us through the process of what that looks like in a high fee environment? Well, I mean, I think just if you zoom back, like philosophically, like, what is the point of Lightning? Uh, um, the main one is for when fees are high and paying on chain isn't realistic anymore. We need some kind of solution. So that's really like its job is like it's a high fee environment is where lightning like really kind of shines. Um, I, I think you're probably speaking to some of the FUD of like, you know, what's the cost of just a transaction in and there are different trade offs there. Right. Um, but but like generally speaking, if it's expensive for you to do a justice transaction, it's expensive for your peer to try to attack you. So this isn't this isn't the perfect solution, but it, it's a, it's a it's a, it balances it out in a way that's that's unique and has better trade offs than anything else out there. So you think um, right now there isn't really any danger of like you being unable to get your money back uh, if there is a well, dispute or if there's. A I want to say there's there's no danger, but there's danger everywhere. <laughs> like like uh, the reality is, you know, there's it's 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 a trade off. You're moving the issue from like. So what, I think a lot of people are used to just on chain thinking, where it's like I send it or I don't, and that's it. And Lightning just makes those trade-offs more complicated, but they've been designed in a way to, to 
work, basically, without going into a lot of the details of it. I mean, we go through some. We can walk through a justice transaction if you want, but um, I don't know. I think like the some of the fudsters of Lightning like to bring this up, where it's like, if it one of the things that I've heard is if uh, if you have like a hundred dollars in Lightning channel, and it costs you a hundred dollars on chain to do justice, you know, then what happens then? And we end up with this kind of weird state where you're in kind of like a prisoner's dilemma where like you can't steal from me and I can't steal from you because literally the on-chain fees are higher than our channel balance if we had this $100 channel. Um, so that ends up being, because of the prisoner's dilemma, we might as well keep the channel open, right? And I think like that it generally works out that way. And I think that um, it's not as perfect as like, you know, on-chain boomers would want it to be, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. I think it's better than custodial. Um, or just not using it at all. Wait, but doesn't the prisoner's dilemma end with one of them ratting each other out? <laughs> it's probably a bad analogy, you're right. Yeah, I, I need to find a better analogy. Um, but it's, like, it's a matrix. It's, there's four possibilities. No, like, four dots. Well, well yeah. It's, it, it's basically if you both fuck each other over, you both get fucked. I was going to say it's, a, it's even better than a prisoner's dilemma because if one of you defects, then you just burn your money and fees and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, I don't know what the right analogy is, but it's like if, if if in this example where fees are higher than our channel, like you can't. There's nothing for you to steal, right? Yeah, like, what are you going to steal? Yeah. We should find a new analogy, make up a new one, like the. Okay. Um, also, like, I think a week ago, there was like talks about some exploits. That were this well, could could be fun, but uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I, like no, Lisa looked into it a lot more thoroughly than I did. Um, but uh, essentially, he he described a way to abuse uh, mempool policy to kind of trick some lightning nodes. And if you and his idea is like you kind of uh, it's a miniature Sybil attack, like a pincer attack, where you. You have nodes on both sides of somebody, and they cooperate to try to, to do this. But it, it, it's it, it, looking at it, it's not a very scary attack, because all you have to do to fight it is just republish your transaction. I'm simplifying, that's pretty much it. Um, and so when when he, when he like found, when the exploit was found, it was found, and then like the information was talked about and shared with, other, with all the lightning devs, um, it was fixed by just literally republishing transactions. So as long as your node is aggressively republishing, you end up being fine from this. But what's weird about it is like, it was already fixed when he announced it, <laughs> but like the nature of I don't know media cycles is like people think oh lightning's dead now. Maybe it's because he rage quit at the same time. Yeah, it was kind of a rage quit kind of post that he made. Yeah, it gets a little more attention, but about yeah. Yeah. So so a lot of this is really just nodes keeping up with whatever is happening in the mempool. Yeah, and I mean if we're honest, like the 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 mempool as it's designed is like it has a lot of problems and. Lightning has to do all of these tricks to work with the existing mempool. And they've been long pushing for like, can we get some updates to the mempool, you know, package relay or, or but there's other proposals that are probably better, but just something to improve it. And like, this is really that, that export is really a symptom of the mempool policy being, you know, not appropriate. If you look at back when the mempool was designed, it was back when we didn't have lightning. Right. And they were designing, they were just like, Hey, how do we make this work for like different competing transactions? We want to have RBF, like how do we make that work? And they just kind of made some assumptions. Um, that worked at the time, but a as we were maturing, those assumptions are just, are just, they're just wrong. And so, like, uh, if we had a better mempool policy, a lot of this would go away. Combined mempool policy with, like, APO or something, it would simplify and, like, 
the the risk of these kinds of exploits appearing would, would go away. But you know, at working on Lightning, we don't really we don't know what the, what's going to come out of core, so we just sort of we work around it as it is because you can't like build it for a version of Bitcoin that's going to exist or maybe going to exist. You got to do it for what, what's here today. Yeah, is there like a particular uh, fix that you're interested in for in terms of mental policy? Oh man, um, you mentioned package relay. Package relay. There's a bunch floating around. This is another great Lisa question. We should get her over here. Uh, although she she does want to delete the mempool tools, so maybe we shouldn't bring her over here. But oh, she's, oh, she's one of those. Okay. but she also has some reasonable reasonable ideas for it. The, the main idea, like the biggest problem, really is just this pinning concept, where it's like um, you think high level. What's the goal of the mempool? It's we have transactions. We want the miners to mine, right? The miners want to mine our transactions. We want them to mine them, right? So. Um, what we want to do is communicate, hey, I'll pay more money for this thing to go through and have that just communication flow. The problem is um, when you have these multiple uh, attached pending transactions, someone can make it look like they're paying a lot more than they really are. And if you're talking to miners directly, they'll be like, no, you're paying me less. I don't, I don't want to take your transaction. But the mempool policy as it is will favor the guy doing this type of transaction that looks like it's paying more. And so it's really like the incentives, the mempool is meant to mimic the incentives of what the miners will do, and it's just doing a bad job of that. Wow, so it, it doesn't, I, so you're talking about like a pinning attack. Yeah. Um, which I kind of vaguely understand, but it's, so somehow you inflate the size of a transaction that's a child. Yeah. But you make it seem like the fees are higher than what you would actually get for the size of the transaction? Essentially, yes. Well, it, it, higher than your, your peer would pay. Right. So um, the problem is, 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 um, <clears throat> see if I can do this from memory. <laughs> the, uh, the problem is, is that the, uh, um, what they're going to do is they're going to make a child transaction that's a lot of bytes. So let's say you have like, a, you're fighting over this 200 byte transaction, something small, right? Then they make a 10,000 byte transaction. Um, and if they pay for those, I have to, because of the RBF rules of mem policy, I have to pay for the 200 bytes of what I care about. And then I have to go higher in fee than he paid for his 10,000 by one. So I have to essentially pay way more than is appropriate for, for my transaction. Okay, so they're, they're forcing you to have to beat them in Yeah, but the, the larger thing is just that the mempool policy is just old. It was designed a long time ago and it wasn't designed for, for all the cool things we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, no, they intend to pay for it, um, but uh, presumably in that if they can win the 200-byte transaction, they're going to win some of my lightning balance. They'll be more than what they're paying for that pending transaction. So there's some scenarios where that kind of thing can happen. So the idea of package relay is, okay, if I package two transactions in one, this is one of the versions of package relay, um, then I can t put my 200, I can do another 200 by one to, and, and, and uh, he can't attach his 10,000 by one onto mine. You can keep them separate kind of thing, but it's sort of a hand wavy explanation. But, uh, but the point is, we just need some mempool updates. When you say the mempool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll update mine if you update yours. Let's go. I'm in. We start one by one. It starts right here. Just do it right now. I'm in. Well, we need, we need an actual invitation to, to run first, which is, uh, you know. Well, you know, fun, fun facts when like the, uh, the mempool went crazy the first time with, with ordinals or whatever it was, 
um, a bunch of people were, were revealed as, as doing that <laughs> um, because they had their, their lightning nodes stuck at one sat per vbyte forever. And that's, the reason that happens is they're not running a mempool to get the actual like proper fee rate. Um, and, the, and the nature of lightning is, is if you keep it at one sat per vbyte and the actual fee is like 100, um, you've just broken all of your channels. So Pretty much, something like that. Couldn't be me. <laughs> hey, there, are in, there are inscriptions people that are publishing inscriptions about a signature. Because <laughs> it, it, it saves them money on bytes. So it's like, <laughs> 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 They're still paying $12 for monkey day. Oh my god. They save uh, 10 cents on a signature. Yeah. You know, I guess people wanted NFTs and whatever on Bitcoin, and now we're dealing with the type of people that want to use NFTs. Hey, you see the NFT what, what's that? Uh, uh, there was a day, it was only one day, so that was, that was a. Oh, I think I saw that. It was like. This is like total value of NFTs were total value of like NFTs being traded. Okay. Basically. Well, you're saying like that some NFTs are not wash traded, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, can you explain the Sofa? What was it called? Sofon. Sofon. The thing when the fees went down low. Mm -hmm. Okay, we really gotta get Lisa in here because she's the one who knows all about that. But I can paraphrase what Lisa said. Um, yeah. Uh, that Rindell was running a bot that would front run these like really stupid, similar to unsigned NFTs, another thing they were doing that was dumb. And he had this bot that just literally, they would post a thing and he posted a thing high, for the higher fee using mempool policy uh, to get his transaction in first, breaking their like ordinal mints or whatever they were. And he, he, he ran it for a while and apparently that's, that was the reason fees got low for a while. Yeah, I think there's some nuance to it where like what they do is they mint it like, hey, they'll be like, hey, here's a million coins of my shitcoin X. And then anybody, the first like, you know, thousand people that publish a Bitcoin transaction, you know, get, you know, 1000 of that. So we'd like do, but that, but yeah, with like a thousand transactions just to do their, their like their airdrop. Right. Uh, it was because they didn't know how to RBF. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like they put it, they put it in the mempool. His bot would notice it and immediately just copy it with supply of one. And they just would post it ghosted. Yeah. So now that the cat's out of the bag, there's at least one of the smartest guy in the short bus should be able to fix it, right? But now those cats out of the bag. Yeah, right. Like it's 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 like all you got to do is know how to RBF, which I feel like for Bitcoiners is like, oh sure, but the people coming over and to do their shitcoin stuff. Yeah, but well, Reindell turned off his bot. He ran out of money. <laughs> I mean, but it's hard to. Could you imagine the the weird power Reindell must feel if like my bot turned off and I just changed the fee rate of the mempool from. <laughs> He 
He tweeted about it. He turned it off. Yeah. We should have a tip jar. Yeah. Please donate and put some sats in, and then it'll run for longer. What's? He's the Batman. It's like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes out of nowhere and kicks the shit out of shoe Yeah, his note is the Batman. Yeah, yeah. Can we have a watchtower for the Deadpool where he just like beat up crappy, stupid transactions? Well, the thing is, it shouldn't work. He shouldn't be able to do that. The only reason they can is because they don't know how to RBF, right? Like, because when he's out beating them, they could just RBF him back and then win the thing. And I think it's because there's no. Toronto, maybe uh, no, I think it's something else, but right? But they they just so yeah, you would say and you would say those bot can't, can't work eventually they're on RBF, right? But maybe they never do, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think they do. <laughs> oh man, but I, I'm really excited about I'm really excited about getting um. The liquidity into is that a timer? No. Oh. <laughs> Let's go! I love it. That's okay. Well, long like these are these are like tools for other for like what developers to use really, but like well, developer to just make an app where you can just send and receive lightning without having to think about it, right? And like you'll have to pay something to fund the stuff, but it can just do it all behind the scenes. But I think that like, I think the future of like liquidity management on Lightning is getting more and more exciting. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, I think like one of the things that that, that I, I've noticed or I guess suspected because I can't confirm it, is that the people really making money running Lightning routing nodes are the ones that are just selling their liquidity. So and they don't they don't sell it long forever. They lease it, right? They'll be like, okay, you can use my Lightning liquidity for a month, kind of thing. And uh, those are the guys who are making a ton of money. So like I think it's like 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 Loki going down, where it's like the, there's a lot of money being made. And part of the reason I want to talk about it is they don't want any other people to figure it out. Um, but I think that cat's going to come out of the bag in years. And and I think I think like I, I think. It's, um, Yeah, and I think the the world I envision is um, is that people could automatically become LSPs, right? So like one like a, yeah, but the thing you need is you need a liquidity market that's centralized, right? So like if you want to like jump in and sell liquidity on Lightning today, you have to either go through Pool or Magma or like be Phoenix or or be a large LSP like that, right? Um, there, there's no way to be like, hey, I want to just do it directly with no middleman, right? But um, that's possible with, with Lisa's liquidity ads thing, which I think needs a brand name change because liquidity ads, I think, is kind of confuses people. But I, um, but anyway, um, I think it's like way sexier. It's a really sexy name. I don't know what that is. Like, you know, lightly liquidity will get you a girlfriend, maybe something like that. <laughs> um, but there's a world where you can imagine, like, if you're if you have a, a dedicated spot, like you're a deli shop person or whatever, like just. You know, you, you get your point of sale in there and you can set, have it automatically, you buy a product that automatically gets liquidity on its own to receive stuff. And then if you have funds sitting on there, you can automatically lease those funds out to somebody else. 
as one example, right? But then you could also have like anybody running a lightning node that isn't like on a phone that's on some kind of always on a machine, they should just automatically be leasing out their unused liquidity. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, the, with lighting at liquidity as today, there's, there's probably less bidders than that. But I think like, I think like, I think it's important to build for, for the long run, right? Like, I think yeah. if you build a thing that's decentralized um, and build it well, then eventually I think the, the users will come. And I think like, I think the users will come for two different reasons. I think that the people that are like trying to be LSPs like you were on, on your node, they'll come for the money, right? They're going to get, they're going to get paid um, pretty well for it. And I think those people will figure it out on their own because eventually rich enterprise people will want to do that. But then the users will just like it because the apps just work. Um, so. Is there a good example of an LSP, uh, a liquidity provider making money that isn't because when I think of LSP, I think of somebody that is also fostering service to users. So it isn't just that they're providing liquidity to a channel. It's true. Users. I guess we're making up these words as we go. What is the umbrella of LSP? You know, uh, but uh, someone else's server, or you just remote side, right? <laughs> there you go. I think well, that. We, uh, you yeah. Call it a channel provider, but we can't use. It. <laughs> 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 oh man. I think that's but back to your question, I think a good example is probably the DZ's node. Okay. Um, so he, 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 he like out of nowhere got one of the most successful lighting nodes around it seemingly out of nowhere. And he, uh, um, so he's, he does routing and then he, he leases liquidity through uh, pool and magma. And now he does direct leasing, so you can go to his website and be like, hey, I want a channel, and just pay him, and he'll open a channel to you, right? It's, you have to trust him for it, but like, you know, he's doing that because it's, it's making him money, right? It's cheaper, too, than the, the uh, Lightning Labs. Yeah, the Lighting Labs pool and Magma, they take a big cut, right? Yeah. So, and, and the other problem with those is that they, there's, um, if you go behind the scenes, like, hey, you're paying somebody whatever it is, 3 4% or something to, to do this, um, and they they're trying to make a profit, but they also have to pay um, on they have to move funds on chain to make that happen. So like you, you, in your mind, you're just using the service. You you get the uh, liquidity you want, um, but behind the scenes, it's probably going to be about two on chain transactions that happen, um, and that's going to increase. So they're not actually getting three percent. They might have to pay like two and a half percent just to get those transactions done. And that's where you know I, I love splicing. Splicing is great because it can do that same thing. In in one transaction, so it's transactions you combine liquidity, liquidity leasing with half the on-chain costs. Like I think you, you're off the raises. Oh man, um, I want them all to. <laughs> um, Yeah, maybe. I've been really curious what Breeze is up to. I wouldn't be surprised because they seem the company who's been doing this kind of thing for a long time. They seem well geared up for it. I could see I could see Breeze being the first one to it. I, don't, I have no idea what they're doing, but they just seem well positioned. Let's go. 
Yeah. They do. The voltage will uh, open a channel to you. Yeah, you could subscribe for more. Yeah, and they'll constantly rebalance and add more liquidity yeah. to your channel. Yeah, and they're the only ones that do it like the just in time liquidity. I saw Amboss does it now too. They're like that same service. Okay. I tried to sign up with Catmart and I gave it up. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, okay. Can you invite me on your yacht one day? <laughs> You're going to have a yacht for any of us, though. You're going to have to drive it. I, I, I do have uh, sailboats. Did you drive that too? Yes, in two days. No, no. it's it's a plan I have, but it's like, it's the plan I'm having over like the course of years, right? Like, I think about the fastest I could do it might be like, three or four months kind of thing. So I'm going to chop it up. Maybe, maybe two or three. I, I don't know. But it's still, it's just a long time. So I'm going to chop it up into smaller trips. Do like, you know, one, two-week trips, leave it in Mexico. One, two-week trip, leave it in El Salvador, right? And then kind of go through Panama and repeat. All right, I have another question. Another All right. Question. Uh, next soft fork, you can pick one thing. Oh, God, okay. Well, APO. <laughs> APO? Yeah. Okay. Um, CTV. Well, CTV as it as it is doesn't doesn't help any of the problems that APO solves. Okay. Um, like, there's a whole new version of Lightning being worked on um, uh, that just depends on APO. And so, like, if CTV had APO too, it'd be like, okay, like, cool, join the party. But like, it doesn't. So, like, what it's do you do? Yeah, it's rebranded now. It's LN Symmetry. Ooh, symmetry. Yeah. The devs are starting to learn some branding. It's great. Um, so the core idea is, is that with Lightning, we're doing all of these uh, pre-signed transactions, right? So like in a typical transaction you do, you're going to build it. Uh, you're gonna say where it goes, you're going to build it, you're going to sign it, you're going to publish it. And Lightning just the first two drops the third one, right? So we end up with all these transactions that are built and signed but not published. Um, and uh, the, thing, the nature of signing a transaction is when you sign one transaction, you also have to also attend to where those funds are coming from. So like this, this is, if you're, if you're doing a basic transaction, it's not a big deal, right? Like I have my UTXO setter or whatever, trying to use technical terms. So I have my, my, my Bitcoin here sitting there on chain doing nothing. Um, and then I, I sign, hey, this Bitcoin is going to you. Um, what, what APO allows us to do is say, okay, I don't have Bitcoin yet but I can sign to move it to you when I get it. Okay. And this chaining together of things is basically what Lightning's built on. And it, it would simplify so much of Lightning, we'd get to erase so much code, <laughs> and, and also it would improve a lot of things, like a lot of like exploits and problems would get better. Oh yeah, this one I think is badly branded as well. It's any prev out. Oh, okay. Yeah. We need a sexier name for that thing. It's this, uh, it's this magical input in a, in a it, so every Bitcoin transaction is inputs and outputs. And the prev out is this magical thing that like binds the two. Yeah. And it technically doesn't exist in a transaction on the blockchain because it doesn't need to be stored, it's sort of implied. Okay. But when you're pre-signing stuff, you, and, and just signing anything in general, you need to have it. So uh -huh. if you can't compute what the previous transaction was, you can't have your prev out. And Unless you have like a APO. Proof. It's like a proof 
it's it's the information of where that money's coming from, which there's no transaction that technically yeah. exists. Yeah. And the, the one way to think about it is in Lightning, whenever I send you a Lightning payment, I'm actually making a new Bitcoin transaction for every payment that's not published. So an active channel might have like thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of these transactions that are never meant to be published, you know, but they, they all can be. And so say I have 100,000 of these, I need to also have justice transactions for each one of those, yeah. right? And it, with, with, if we get APO, we can have one justice transaction that covers all 100,000, so, okay. which is a good... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're, Lightning works without it. It's just, it's just making Lightning developers' lives hard, <laughs> but it also prevents new features that, that we want to do. That too, yeah. The database savings with APO for Lightning would, would be would be huge. Does splicing reduce that database load? Because if you're splicing, it's essentially starting fresh. Yes, that feels that feels like a like a gimme question. <laughs> yeah. Not really, because I'm skeptical about softwares in general, so I see that as reducing the pressure for another software. That's true. Yeah, like without AP, if we have APO, the data reduction from splicing would would be negligible, right? All all of, all of the splicing benefits to your database are because you're storing this hundred thousand justice transaction. Um, and the great thing about to mention what you were saying before is is that um, when you, if you have a hundred thousand of these pending previously paid Lightning transactions, um, Bitcoin transactions representing Lightning transactions, uh, when you do a splice. Um, that because it checks into the blockchain, you can forget about all hundred thousand of those and start fresh. So it ends up being a big like database delete you get to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right, you're out of the hot seat. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who's next? Oh yeah, your exploits in San Antonio? What's up guys? How's it going? Nice shirt. Thank you. I get a lot of compliments. It's a, it's an homage to Twitter. Not really. But it's a homage to Twitter? Yeah. I was trying to guess like where you got that shirt. I don't even remember, dude. It's been a long time. It's a good one though. Express? I don't know where the fuck I don't know where the fuck I got. Maybe Banana Republic. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, so uh my name's Jim. Um I'm working on a lot of stuff right now, but uh one project that's fun, I worked with Topher on this concept of data buffets, which is a way of broadcasting offers for API services on Noster and having other people pick with them up with L402s. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're what? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I don't think it's very difficult now. Cause I thought you were, well, I, I was only familiar with this. This is what you're working on for the hackathon at that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we want a prize at hackathon for this or at the hackathon for this. Um, we were able to, so, so L402s aren't, are, aren't that common people aren't really using them so we're trying we're trying to make a system yeah that removes rent seeking at every level so like i could have made a website that was like i'm going to just publish all these l42s and you either got to pay me or post or something or send a request and i'll put them on the site that would just end up being centralized and rent seeking so that's what's cool about nosters you can use it to broadcast these offers but then still go out of band and retain privacy 
Right. Well, yeah, people use people use Noster when they're like too lazy to make a yeah. database, but it's not even about that. It's just, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, that's cool, but obviously, like, you're it's very unreliable. Uh, I think the coolest thing about it is that it's removing rent seeking from the system, and it's making it so you have multiple marketplaces on multiple. So what I mean is, um, you know, I could so like the way Amazon basically controls all of the e-commerce in the world. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but they control a significant portion of the e-commerce and they're able to impose unfair, undue, uh, you know, taxes and and regulations on they're like a pseudo government. They can just they can just impose all this shit on people. They're just trying to sell stuff, buy and sell stuff. For their own profit, exactly, uh, and maybe not even for their own profit. Maybe for their ideological reasons. Who knows what it is? But um, that's the cool thing about Noster is that you know I think everyone's kind of obsessed with social media. I fucking hate social media. I wish people would just get off it. It's like it may it's corrosive. I don't think it. I think th there's positive aspects. I think probably Bitcoiners are the best at taking the signal from the noise. So like Bitcoin Twitter's pretty cool, but I, I just wish people would use these decentralized tools for something other than just social media. So I think this is an example of doing that. Yeah, it's a decentralized protocol. So yeah, we can use it to post an offer for an API. And that that offer itself um, just kind of like lives in the Noster network. You can store it on multiple relays. It's very easy for people to find you. So they don't have to go, because yeah, you sort of have this like problem where, okay, I want to look for an API I can consume to do the thing. Let's say it's a ChatGPT thing. You, you want to ask a question and uh, with a prompt and get something back, right? Uh, if you're offering that service, I can consume it from you, but how do I know that you even exist? If, if I already know your website, then I, don't, I can just go to your website and consume your API. But then how do I know like, who your competitors are? How do I know what the, even the marketplace is? Like a lot of people, they don't want to do this. Uh, and one reason why Amazon is like popular is because they essentially have this marketplace that people can go to. And it's very easy for them to compare prices, ratings, all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Noster kind of takes the one ring back from like an Amazon or whatever other hub you would use to, to you know, Docker's relatively benign, but like imagine Docker got tyrannical and was like, you got to pay us to host you your code only, or whatever, you right? Can like, only use Docker, yeah, so you're yeah, a, yeah. You're making a, a marketplace, but the product is API service. I, API services. I mean, so the example he gave is you could just pimp out your your uh, API key for ChatGPT or Whisper or these other services, really anything, really any, like you, you probably figure out a way to do your Netflix account. I'm going to probably eventually try to figure that out, but you could, you could get pretty crazy with it, I think. And so we actually, so, so we did a hackathon, won a prize for it. I wanted to take a step further because I just was realizing it was hard for people to understand. It is kind of a weird concept, but I made a site called Cascader. Um, it's it's uh, you can find it cascader.vercel.app and you can play with it. You can actually make workflows. So it's kind of like if you ever made a logic app and like an Azure app, or um, uh, you know made any other kind of workflow like Zapier. It's a lot like Zapier. So you can just be like, okay, I'm gonna take ChatGPT and I'm gonna type in a prompt and then it's gonna feed it to text the image prompt and it's gonna go out on Noster. It's gonna get me the best price uh, that I can get. 
and then it's gonna it's gonna put out uh, the image exactly exactly so i did that one i did another demo um where you you can put in a youtube url and then it'll come out with a transcription of the youtube video so um still in the early phases of this quality of services i you know i'm one of the few people running them i'm we're we're working on making it more decentralized and making all the code open source so that you have a bigger anonymity set because that's the other side we didn't talk about is it's removing rent seeking it's also removing you know the surveillance economy from this stuff and i think this is the future of the internet is we're gonna have private services we're gonna have sort true like markets yeah vpn to an api you can wrap it with your own service and have all these random people use your service and sort of anonymizes right who's actually using this we're gonna kill the surveillance economy we're gonna do you know we're gonna remove the rent seeking we're gonna make it a true market you know Except that's what the that's what the internet was supposed point, to be yeah you probably have like a virtual me running in the background so. yeah yeah did you see that shit with zuckerberg he's like paying celebrities to to make fake personas like they have a fake persona of kendall jenner that is like some variation yeah it's an ai they're like normalizing this shit it's like abusive to me they're like abusing children they're like they're ma <laughs> right but they're making like he, like Zuckerberg has become the villain in that movie Gamer. Has anyone ever seen Gamer? He's like Michael C. Hall and Gamer now, pretty much. <laughs> like, like he's making all these fake personas and then like basically getting sixteen-year-old girls to like want to do this stuff too, which is even more messed up. And and it, and it's like it's like like how can there be consent if you don't even understand what you're doing or what you're giving up? Well, like that's that's what's crazy about it. It's like. It's creepy. I don't want to go too far off the rails here, but it's like it reminds me of something else. I'll say that, you know, when people do stuff like that. So um, that's kind of what we're fighting against when we're, we're making stuff like Cascade or making other decentralized services on NOS or Lightning Bitcoin. Yeah, because anybody can do this. Like anybody can have their own API key for OpenAI, for example, and then create their own service that they sell and they can make money and they can provide anonymity for anybody that wants to use OpenAI a la carte without giving over their credit card information. That's right. Personal information. Yeah. And anybody can do this. Say the URL one more time. It's cascader.vercel.app. So C A S C D R dot Vercel dot app. Uh, you can also find it on the bolt.fun website um, under data buffets. So Topher's been helping me with that. Shout out to Christian, who's been doing a lot of great work on improving the service provider templates, making them even more performant. He's such a perfectionist, I don't think he's released it yet, but I think probably by next week or the week after, we'll have a bunch of uh, example code you can play with and you can you can run them in the cloud and, and earn sats. Spin up your own services. Exactly. Shout out Christian. Yeah. Yeah, and then the uh, the NIP uh, 105, which is which covers the offers themselves that you post uh, to your Nostra network. That's right, So 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 Christian, Topher, myself, and Austin author, authored that, and it's um, it's starting to get some traction. People are start. I think the ca being able to see it with Cascader has made people kind of appreciate it and, and understand the possibilities. I think you'll see more people building on it. You know, I had some some people like um, some of the guys from Round Rock were asking me questions about it and uh, want to develop on it, and and some other other people at uh, other places. So it's exciting. Very bullish. Captain Stacks. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, so he. So the question is, can should we 
make them payable in eCash. Um, I'm not really big on eCash. Uh, I, I am admittedly not uh, big-brained enough to understand all of the trade-offs. My understanding is that it's private, uh, so, so maybe there's a gain on privacy, but I don't, other than that, I'm not really totally sure how that works. I know the FediMint guys are playing around with these types of concepts of offering API services through a FediMint, and I think that's an interesting idea. I don't know um, how that will go. But which covers the offer spec and also covers oh, 402, or just 402 is using 402. Uh, should that be opened up to use alternative currencies versus just lightning? I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to say no, but right now I'm just focused on trying to like get, you know, get good examples, get good good service provider code, getting good clients out there to kind of get mind sharing, get people excited about building on this thing, so we can kind of create a movement and have open it up to more things like that. And if somebody wants, you know, it's open source. If somebody wants to put it in, they can do it right now. Nobody's stopping them. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was checking it out. I was checking out the demo. Oh. I know it's early stage, but I might have some design. How's San Antonio? Oh, yeah. We went to the San Antonio meetup last night, and it was a lot of fun. Shout out to G, Gabe. He's the man. Um, we... I'd never, I'd never really been to the San Antonio meetup. I'd been to San Antonio maybe once ever, um, and it, it was interesting. It's, it's, um, it's a different crowd than what we're used to. Um, what, what I found fascinating is there was one person in the crowd that had no, had a little bit of knowledge on Bitcoin, but they were bought in, and we kind of converted her over time. Where we, we, we um, were able to kind of like. She asked great questions. She like a lot of times when you're talking to somebody that's a no coiner, they'll just they'll just like throw propaganda at you or say a bunch of BS. Like she asked great questions, and we were able to kind of rationally and calmly explain them. And I think by the end, she became pretty bullish, which was pretty cool. I've never nice. seen it happen like that. Maybe it was that there's so many of us against one, but it was cool. You know, Mark gave a really good talk, and he was able to, you know, in in Mark's way, um, kind of calmly explain. You know, how things work and why he thinks the way he does um, and why, why he, he doesn't really mess from, with shit coins. And from the exchanges perspective? Or what I, I was just, yeah, from, from more of a finance person's perspective than like a tech person's perspective. And okay. um, it was interesting to have him and then have me and Nick and then some other people with different perspectives, some other people that are like generationally maybe have a different mindset than us and how they think about it. Um, it was kind of cool. It was kind of. It was. It was very casual. It was very. Um, Mark's great. Casual. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mark's a very chill guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, does he yeah. see it as a commodity or a currency? I think he sees it as a commodity. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's that's his. Uh, that's my take based on talking to him. Okay. Cool. San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, it's good time. All right. Yeah, come on up, Carlos. What are you working on? How long will you be here, too? Are you going to be here for another week? No, till I guess the first week of December. Really? So, first off, am I famous now? Yes, yes. <laughs> nice. Hi, mom. It's official. It's official. Yeah. Good. You got to stay close to it, though. Like this? Like this? So yeah, I'll be here till at least the first week of December. Okay. Yeah, over a month. 
it's the longest I've ever been in the States. How do you like it so far? Austin is nice. It's a, it's a place that I could see myself living. Like, I've visited uh, Vegas. That's definitely not a place that I would live in. No, I can live in Vegas either. Yeah, no, I visited the nice it's a part. Lot of fun, yeah, 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 of course, for a week. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a week of eternal hangover. Yeah, yeah. right. And, bu and endless yeah. buffets. Yeah, oh god. Well, what they used to be, now they are, they are none. I was there in, yeah, most of them. At least the good ones. I was there in, I don't know, May? Something like that, with my parents? Mm -mm. Huh. The, the true cost of inflation for me is the, the win breakfast brunch buffet. Oh, yeah, that one. Jesus, the price on that one up. 65 now? Yeah, it's ridiculous. For brunch? Too much. Yeah. No well, chance. What do you like about uh, well, downtown is walkable. Yeah. It's very walkable. Uh, yeah. Half of the people here are Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are good places for tacos. I was positively surprised by that. Oh, you have a recommendation? Um, which one this place? I cannot remember, but it's close to Commons. It's a taco place close to Commons. One taco? Okay. Possibly? I like that With the luchador mask. One taco, I think. I like that taco. It has the wrestler mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then it's that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's definitely much better than Potli. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right, so food. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's walkable. Yeah. Lab, of course. Bitcoin Commons is also nice. Um, all the all the Bitcoin things happening here that apparently now are happening in Nashville, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. Have you um, have you bought a stake with Bitcoin yet? Yes. Last time I was here at uh, Three Forks. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice place. Know if you can do that in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It was actually four because I had dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but jokes apart, I don't even know where Nashville is. It's right? in Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, probably I'm just giving them trash and I don't, I don't even know anything about <laughs> Nashville. <laughs> so meetups, um, have you gone to the river yet? Or I'm sorry, no. Bird Lake, I guess it's technically yeah. a lake. Or, or Town Lake. Town lake. No. Nothing. I've driven past and people have pointed at it through the window, but that's it. No, no, no. I'm here for, I'm here for doing stuff. Yes, I am. Thank you for asking, Austin. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Have you gone to a live show yet? No, I've been to a club called Superstition. Okay. That was nice. It's Friday night. We should. Sure. We definitely should. Eventually. Yeah. Like now. Like right now? Yes. Okay. Well, no, let, let, let's get, do we need to do some advertising for you back. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> tell, tell us what you're doing at Nike right now, because you guys are working on a secret project. It's not so secret anymore. Francisco and Gustavo already talked about it in, in El Salvador. They're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that true. Was this week? That yeah, was it, was, it was not streamed, but it's recorded. So as, as soon as we have the recording, we're going to republish it and make it gigantic and we're going to become even more famous and we're going to get many more girlfriends <laughs> just like with splicing <laughs> yeah 
So now at Yopaki, I am the CTO of a gigantic team of three people, plus Darren, all C-level except for Darren. <laughs> um, and what we are trying to do is bring in the Bitcoin standard to Mexico. Yes. Which is difficult because... That is, that is extremely difficult. It's been anticipated, I think, for like the past 10 years. And exactly and everyone talks about it but i think that people don't really get why it's not happening i remember that the first time that we discussed this with dustin back in november in btc plus plus my usual monologue by now of why the bitcoin value propositions don't stand in mexico and that's the catch that's the headline they do apply of course because they apply everywhere it's just that people don't need them because they have replacements not that's good, but if they make 80% of the job, that's fine. Inflation hedge. Think of this. Since 1910, in the Mexican Revolution, where everything was chaotic, till now, we've had only like a decade of one-digit inflation. Like in the 70s, 80s, it was 50, 60, 80, 100% inflation. Most people that have already amassed wealth in Mexico that know how to produce it, they also know how to protect it against inflation. Just let me give you an example. Uh, the dollar was cheap against the Mexican peso for the last uh, 12 months or so. And a cousin of mine that has a, he sells tires, car tires. When he saw a spike on the price of the dollar against the Mexican peso, instead of just buying dollars, no, he bought a shitload of car tires. Lots of them. That was his inflation hedge. Exactly. That was his inflation hedge. And for many other people, it's real estate or merchandise in their shops. Or if, they're, if they just have a retail shop, they know like they're going to be among the first to just raise their prices. That makes a lot of sense. So inflation hedge is it's sort of solved in Mexico already by those people that have wealth to hedge. Pump up your inventory. Yep. So... Now, the other one, banking the unbanked. Everyone, absolutely everyone that has never set foot in Mexico and they just comfortably from a first world chair just sit and say, yes, people need banks in Mexico. We don't. We already have many banks in Mexico. And I don't know if you, if you know this, but um, there is a system in Mexico called SPAY, System of Electronic immediate payment, something like that is a translation. Okay. It's the equivalent of what you guys are now finally starting to experience here in the States, RTP. What, oh, I don't know. Real-time payments. Oh, okay. Bank, intrabank, set, interbank settlements that are almost instant, right? Mm, right. Yeah? Uh, cash yeah, yeah, I think so. So I'm really glad that the States is now finally indulging into the, in the, 20, the 21st century. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice. <laughs> The Fed is even trying to get into the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the 22nd century now with the, with the uh, CBDCs. But no, let, let, let me tell you about space. So the space system has been in Mexico for around, I don't know, 10 years, probably. I, I, okay. I wasn't there when it was uh, popularized, but I think I, I, I lived there when it was uh, invented. And it really makes its job. I can send right now from my bank... 500 pesos to my brother that has a bank account in another bank and the settlement is in seconds, probably minutes. The most that I've ever seen is pay to, uh, to, um, to take uh, time for settlement was 
a transaction that I uh, that I witnessed was half a million pesos, I read $25,000, and it took hour and a half. And it was in two different banks, and it was the first time that the receiver was sending to this, uh, th sorry, that the sender was sending to this receiver. Okay. So we have that system called SPAY. On top of that, there are these shops called, these convenience shops called OXOS in Mexico. There are the Mexican version of 7-Eleven. They are ubiquitous in cities. Everyone is within walking distance of an OXO in Mexico in a city. And in villages, everyone can find one. Well, most villages can find one. You go to OXO with your national ID, and in 15 minutes, you have a bank card, a debit card, that it's Visa or MasterCard, I cannot remember, and that it's attached to an app by this shop and that has access to the space system. So in 15 minutes, you just walk and get a, a bank account, account wow. that you can send money to the rest of the country right away. So bank in the bank, that probably works somewhere else. But in Mexico, I would say that whoever wants to have a bank account can do it in 30 minutes. So that's not, those are not the reasons to, to get Bitcoin in Mexico. So what we are trying instead is to go from the cultural side. We want to regionalize, tropicalize Bitcoin so people at least get interested. And um, we are doing that with what, uh, what I've been working on and Darren uh, for the past uh, couple of days, which is a loteria. Loteria. Please explain that one. So loteria is just the Mexican version of bingo, where instead of only numbers, you have actually nice cards. And these cards are really traditional design. Everyone knows it. It's been played in Mexico for the last 120, 150 years. Uh, absolutely everyone in Mexico knows it. So it's like bingo, but instead of letters, you actually have pictures. Yep. That you work with. Nice pictures. What we're doing, the twist is that instead of just having the usual cards, which are the sun, the, the brave man, the drunk card, the yeah, it's moon. Like a, it kind of has like a tarot kind of feel to it. Indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of mystical, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it is cool, and it's, uh, it, everyone that knows, uh, that sees a Loteria card identifies it immediately, because yeah, the designs haven't I changed. Yeah, some of the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Iconic. They are really iconic. So, we took that design, and then we Bitcoinized it. So instead of having cards such as the sun, the moon, the brave man, the drone card, now you have the miner, the maximalist, the Bitcoin standard, and they have sort of the same shape and feeling. And now you're going to get it on your phone, and every 12 hours, a new card is going to be dealt, and if you have it, you're going to get 100 sats. If you complete a row, you get 1,000. If you complete a column, you get 500. And if you complete the whole board, A full Bitcoin. Oh, no. Wow. Big spender over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, it would be really cool to, for it to happen. <laughs> well, also, also for us. Also for us. Yeah. No, 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 it's not active, it's not demo, it's uh, still in development, most of it is in my machine or our private GitHub repo, and we plan to have it on test flight for uh, us, I would say, hopefully by Wednesday, yeah. and latest, the week after that, at least everyone here at Pleblab will have it. Okay. Then we'll start posting the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to play it. <laughs> Sounds like fun. This was the announcement that you made at the uh, block party. Cor right? Correct. No, n yeah. 
we hinted at that, oh, okay. but the actual mechanics were just revealed two days ago in El Salvador by Francisco okay. and Gustavo. Yeah, adopting Bitcoin. And he did like a he did like a talk about like cultural like what you're describing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. On, on, uh, he, he, the, the point of the talk was precisely that, uh, tropicalizing Bitcoin to enter the Mexican mines right. and hopefully their wallets <laughs> because they, they do need it. It's just that since they have shitty replacements, they are fine with them. Oh, yeah. 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 Interesting. Cool. So uh, you mentioned that uh, you technically can't run a lottery. Um, so... The, this this is going to be designed slightly differently. Well, the lottery, the, all, all of the design is now public domain. It's going to be run exactly like that. Instead of just dealing cards one after the other, it's, it's usually in a in a in squares in a, in town centers in Mexico City. You know, it, uh, sorry, in all of Mexico, it's just going to be one card every twelve hours. So you get a new board every week. So you have a new chance of winning a full Bitcoin every week. Okay. That's the idea. Yes, the, this, uh, up to legalese implications that I don't know, it would be still open for absolutely everyone worldwide, not only the states and Mexico. Uh, it will be open for everyone that wants to indulge into Mexican culture via Loteria and earning some free, free sets. So you're the CTO yep. of Packy, so you're dealing with the technical side. Yes. Uh, who gets to deal with the legal side of running a lottery in your Packy? It's a secret. <laughs> no, we, we we ask around. We 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 know lots of people in a in a in Mexico to ask around uh, about these things. But uh, yeah, since it's in well, in summary, since we're just giving away money without any participation or purchase required or anything like that, it's pretty much granted. Yeah, that's why it's not technically a lottery. Exactly. Yeah, the one difference is that in Mexico you get a board, but you pay five to ten pesos for the board. Just in bingo, you pay certain amounts for the for the board. Here you don't pay anything; you just get one. Did you mention the advertising aspect of it? How did they advertise? Very good question, Carl. So yes, you're right. The advert. This is this is uh, uh, for people to to get familiar with Mexican culture and for Mexicans to get familiar with Bitcoin. And it's a response to a, it's not exactly a law, it's more like a memo by some regulators in Mexico that say that exchanges of, uh, of um, uh, virtual assets on which they categorize Bitcoin cannot freely advertise. I don't know how blurry that line is because I've seen the largest marketplace in Latin America advertise on shirts on football teams in Mexico. So... I don't know. I don't know how. Are you going to test the waters anyway? Yeah, I mean, we are giving money away from free, right? How could they say no to a game that it's just a, it's a cultural yeah. game that we're just giving away sets? And it's a way of getting advertised and promoted on the App Store, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, instead of buying the board, you download the app. Exactly. You don't buy any board, and you just download the app. Although. People that have seen the designs have requested already the physical version, so that would be nice to do as well. Physical board? Yeah, yeah, because for instance... No, to actually use it. I mean, my, my nephews and nieces visited me like a month ago, and at school they still teach the game. 
and they had their gigantic boards and they wanted to play that. Oh, and yeah. they wanted me like, Uncle Carlos, could you deal the cards? That's yeah. cool. That would be nice. Yeah. That's the idea. That's what we're doing now. And if the launch is big enough, you can expose people around the world. Exactly. Not just people in Mexico. At the very least, exporting Mexican culture. Yeah. That's great. Viva Mexico! <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have to know some more about Mexico than tequila and tacos, which is the best part. <laughs> I agree. But there are some others. Is there a particular launch date that you're trying to target? Well, I hard coded <laughs> 4th of December. <laughs> on the, on the hard coded? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll how see. How, how <laughs> hard is hard coded? Uh, it's it's a constant that I'm that can be overridden by a environment variable, okay. which hopefully won't be. It won't be the case that I need to override it. Okay. So something with, with the, the way that it does the, the entropy or the randomization is based upon that data. No, I just I need I need to calculate the, the number of weeks, so you would get a different board each week. Uh, and I, I said, see. okay, which what's the first day? Okay, it's a Monday, fourth of December. That was it. I just picked a date that I was more or less comfortable yeah, with. This could be a very famous date. Yeah, it will be. Hopefully. We're going to manifest it. It will be. It will be the day. It will be a big day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I'm just, it, I, I think it's going to be a success. I'm just worried about the, uh, my, my eye bags. And, uh, <laughs> well, well, I, don't, I mean, you're just giving money away, so you don't have to worry too hard. Thank you, Topher. <laughs> <laughs> What are people going to complain about? I didn't get the free money that I thought I was going to get? Yeah. <laughs> well, there are many entitled people. That's true. Have you seen it, all of those that uh, vote for the left? Oh, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. But you know what to do. I'm sure it'll be a great success. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. No, fingers crossed. You got this. Thank you. All right, any other announcements you want to make for your packing? Mm, nope, not at the moment. We'll Bleplas New Space is awesome. I like it that it's a... Uh, because first it was, a well, the, the, the other place was a spread out. Yeah. And here we all see each other, sort of, except for Kion, that is always uh, yeah. locked he's, up. He's defected, he started his own club. Yeah, yeah. within Bleplap. Yeah. Yeah. Meta yeah. indeed. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, we no longer see that many that many uh, patrols because there are not that many crackheads around here. Yeah. Not true. that many. Not that many. There, there are still uh, some. Yeah. It's a lot harder to get access to drugs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice building. The people are still nice, all the same, and. Uh, I like it so far. It's a great idea. I wish that we had something like that in anywhere in Mexico, a Bitcoin community that would sit down and work on Bitcoin and have these discussions. But I think it's difficult. We, we've also worked a bit on that in, a, in a, at Yopaki. We have some plans to uh, to evangelize Bitcoin at Mexican uh, universities and high schools. That would be great. Yeah, because you got some other folks, uh, uh, Santiago, and yeah. Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th they would be definitely on the map to, to, uh, to organize something. Yeah, but I mean, people are living all over the place. So yeah, yeah. 
centralized in one location. That's the problem, that everything in Mexico is centralized in Mexico City, which I don't really like. I love Mexico City, but then that was only like my first time there. So. Yeah, you were there for a week. I was there for a week. Yeah, lived there for, uh, for five years. <laughs> Made right, it, I'd traffic. Probably, probably die crossing the street. Yeah. Because nobody <laughs> slows down for you. No. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, come on, Carl, you do it here. Okay. I'm out. Bye, Mom. <laughs> okay, well, we can wrap it up here. This is great. Yeah, if you want to press, but we're not ready yet because we have to make an announcement from Carr. Oh, okay. From Carr, from Topher. So no, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, so coming up, is it is it next week? The 18th. 18th. Saturday, Saturday the 18th, 5.30. We're going to eat food together, and we're going to talk yeah. about what we're thankful for. Yeah. Serve mashed potatoes. I was going to sign up. Eat a turkey leg. Carmen's bringing the buffalo chicken dip. I was going to sign up to bring the beer, so... Uh, Everyone will be my friend if I bring some good beer. Yeah, so 18th, this next Saturday, uh, we're having Plebs Giving at the lab. Yeah, um, so about one, one viewer. Do you remember it? The four viewers do you remember how we finished PBS before? Was there like a, was there a salutation? Oh, okay. Yeah, we did it. <laughs>